we've been talking this month. Pastor Martin started us off, and then Pastor Linnell had that beautiful Sunday, gorgeous, with all the flowers and the pink, and it was lovely, and her word was so on target and hit my soul. And then last week, Ron just lit it up in here with kings and priests. Wow. So this week, uh, in our series, We the Nation, I am going to talk about nation. Nation. And we are just going to march on through. Ambassadors Worship Center is N. Not your average church. Let's turn to Genesis 12, verses 1 through 4 in the Amplified Version. And um, I'm just going to put a disclaimer out. I'm going to say words the way that I think you say them. And if that's not the way you pronounce them, sorry. Um, Now in Haran, the Lord said to Abram, go for yourself for your own advantage, away from your country, from your relatives and your father's house, to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. Now remember, at this point in time, Abram was married to Sarai, but they had no kids. So God's telling him, you're going to be a great nation, and he has zero for children. And I will bless you with abundant increase of favors and make your name famous and distinguished. And you will be a blessing, dispensing good to others. And I will bless those who bless you, who confer prosperity or happiness upon you, and curse him who curses or uses insolent language toward you. In you will all the families and kindred of the earth be blessed. And by you, they will bless themselves. So Abram departed as the Lord had directed him. Now, it doesn't go on to say, so Abram asked for an explanation. So Abram asked for a little more time. So Abram shrunk back in fear. It doesn't say any of that. He had crazy big faith, crazy big faith in God's word. You know, when our pastor was 13 years old, he had a vision on a dusty road in Mississippi. And, you know, for all of you folks that have come in lately, I don't know if that video is still shown. Miss Rebecca narrated that video. And I think we ought to see it sometime because it is shows you where this started. Crazy big faith. Crazy big faith from a young man walking down a dirt road. He had a vision of people from all over the world. He's bringing the harvest of people that God has before him in crazy big faith. In fact, when I look at Genesis 12, you know, I could say, now in Mississippi, the Lord said to Martin, 
go for yourself, for your own advantage, away from your country of Mississippi, from your relatives and your father's house to the land I will show you, the land of four seasons, two of which are snow and wind, the land of unsweetened tea and go big red, Mm-hmm. And I will make of you a great nation. Pastor Martin has always had crazy big faith. Crazy big faith. And he formed this church that started by borrowing a gym in a school or a music room, I can't remember which, because I didn't go the first couple weeks. And then, you know, they were in a storefront, then they borrowed another church, and then they, you know, they tabernacled all around, Harvest Tabernacle. They were tabernacled. Then they bought this huge building downtown. That's when I really plugged in. And, I mean, the building was very big, a bit run down, and... I, that took crazy big faith just to do that with a small congregation. But the foundation of faith had been set. And he wasn't, he wasn't going to stray from that. He listened to God. He obeyed what God said. He still does. Then we're downtown. They start hosting Shake the Nations. So national speakers start coming to this little church and then international speakers, not your average church, not your average church. Pastor Martin, the whole time is digging deeper. The word coming from him is every, every month getting more and more mature, digging deeper. He's listening. He's listening to people. He's listening to people around the world. He's seeking truth. And he discovers the word of Dr. Miles Monroe. So pastor goes from harvesting people for, for God. His, his vision is expanded. Now it's love, hope, dominion, and power. Now it's uh, finding, finding people that are kingdom citizens. So what does Pastor Martin do? He takes the cross off the pulpit downtown and replaces it with a door. Not your average church. Boy, I remember that Sunday. I thought, what on earth is going on here? I was raised, you know, like I told you, in the Missouri Synod Lutheran Church. Where's the cross? Where's the cross? What is he doing? Crazy big faith, but his revelation that Jesus wasn't the end, but he was the door to life in the kingdom, whoa, not your average church. Pastor Martin, about three weeks ago, mentioned in 1 Samuel 8, verse 4, that the people wanted Samuel to make them a king so that they could be like other nations. We're not supposed to be like other nations. 
Ambassadors Worship Center is supposed to be his set-apart people. Peculiar, not just for the sake of being peculiar, but to be set apart as unique to God, living differently from the world. That's the goal. That's the picture, not your average church. So then what we do? We bought a Walmart that wasn't for sale with money we didn't have in the bank yet. And bankers not interested in talking to us. Crazy big faith. And then we bought it. Because God said, you're going to buy it. Even when Kevin thought maybe pastor wasn't hearing quite right. <laughs> it happened. And we walked all the way from downtown to this building, 24th and St. Mary. Oh, yeah, we walked. Yeah. And like uh, Brother Ron said last week, now we're standing in the former electronics department of Walmart. Not your average church, people. In Genesis 18, verse 19, the word says, For I have known, chosen, acknowledged him, Abraham, as my own, so that he may teach and command his children and the sons of his house after him to keep the way of the Lord and to do what is just and righteous, so that the Lord may bring Abraham what he has promised him. I believe I can put my pastor's name in there because that's what pastor does. Pastor is known by God. Pastor teaches and commands us, the sons of his house, to keep the way of the Lord, to do what is just and righteous, so that the Lord can bring not only pastor, but us blessing in every area of our lives. That, that the Lord can fulfill his promise to the earth through us as his servant leaders. Not your average church. A, ambassadors... Worship Center is at your service. We're going to Matthew 9, verses 36 through 38 in the Passion Translation. When he, Jesus, saw the vast crowds of people, Jesus' heart was deeply moved with compassion because they seemed weary and helpless, like wandering sheep without a shepherd. Boy, if that doesn't sound like the state of the world in the last year and a half, I don't know what does. Weary, helpless, sheep without a, passion, without a shepherd. He turned to his disciples and said, The harvest is huge and ripe, but there are not enough harvesters to bring it all in. As you go, plead with the owner of the harvest to thrust out many more reapers to harvest his grain. And the footnote there 
says the Greek word ekbalo is used many times in the Gospels for driving out or casting out demons. The Lord of the harvest must cast the laborers out into the harvest fields. And the Amplified even says force. The harvest, I don't believe, has ever been bigger. We are called Ambassadors Worship Center to serve the harvest. We are called to serve the harvest. Ambassadors Worship Center has a culture, an expectation of service. People give of themselves to this house. I, I can't walk in here one week or, or dial in online one time without thinking, who put that together? Who did this? Look at these people. They're here so early. They're doing this. They're doing that. This need is already filled. How did they do that? We've got people greeting, training children, emptying waste cans, ushering, running cameras, doing sound, praise and worship, media of every kind, which I don't understand half of, the front office, people keeping us safe, calling to check on our physical and spiritual well-being. We've got people that are bringing their A-game, and we don't even know what's happening. Responsible servant leaders. That's the culture of Ambassadors Worship Center. There is no such thing as a minor serve. Just like it says in 1 Corinthians 12, the human body has many parts, but the, the many parts make up one whole body. That's, that's the way this leadership, the servant leadership works in this house. Every serve is important. The other thing is, somebody's watching. Somebody is watching because the baton is being passed. I mean, look around. I see Maddie and Brandon with those cameras everywhere. I see, I see Olive and Levi back in children's area, Taka Jr. and Deanna, the Mitchell girls, Josh and Jazz. I see all sorts of young people that aren't afraid to give of their time to put their hand in there and do something besides just walk in the door. Ambassador's Worship Center is a culture of service. Serving is the name of our game. T, Ambassador's Worship Center is founded on truth. The Bible is God's true word. The Bible is God's true word. Now, I know there's a few of you in here that are going, which translation? She's already used two. I get translations and translators and history and events. I get that. I get that. I mean, it's all very interesting. But here's the thing. Don't take the Holy Spirit out of the equation. Doesn't God's word say, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you? Not he might. He will. Doesn't God's word say, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, and it will be given to him in faith? 
Doesn't his word say, seek and keep on seeking and you shall find? Let's look at Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God prepared, formed, fashioned, and created the heavens and the earth. Do you believe this? John 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. The footnote says, and the darkness has not understood it. The darkness can't understand what it's overtaken by, what it's over, it's superseded by. It will never understand it. Do you believe this word? Revelation 22, verse 21, very last verse in the Bible. The grace, blessing, and favor of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, be with all the saints, God's holy people, those set apart for God. That's you. To be, as it were, exclusively his. Amen. So let it be. Do you believe this? Do you know that 58% of the Gen Z generation believe that the Bible changes, the truth of the Bible changes to suit the social climate of the day? You think Ambassador's Worship Center isn't needed right now? The harvest out there is plenty. We have a job to do. The call of God is inside of us, and we need to step into our position and fulfill God's plan and purpose for us, every single one of us, every single one of those folks that are watching online from around the world. What is preached from the platform here at Ambassadors Worship Center is taught down the hallways in AWC Kids, in Fusion, and in Culture. It's talked about during the week on, on, in Unwrapped, in Net Groups. The principles of God are passed generationally, presented age-appropriately, relevantly, and honestly. This is not Burger King. You can't have it your own way. You cannot. You know, in Matthew 24, verse 35, it says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. There's stuff in here I don't like. But guess what? God never asked me my opinion. 
This is his word. And my, my job in my lifetime is discovering how this word gets applied to every area of my life. Every. Nobody, and I'm sorry to say this, nobody has arrived. Not one of us. And I can even look over at our precious elder woods all the way down to our youngest baby. Nobody has arrived. There's still more to discover in God's word. And this is the place to do it. This is the place to do it. So, and I've got to tell you, I mean, I'm saying all this to you, but I'm saying it to me because I've stepped on my toes writing this stuff down more than you know. Am I doing my part? Are you doing your part? In our families, in our church, in our workplace, am I saying what I'm supposed to say? Am I living the way I'm supposed to live? When people look at me and see a bumper sticker that says Ambassadors Worship Center, what do they think? What, what, what is that that's going on in their brain to associate this with this? I'm supposed to represent. It's clear what we represent in our culture code. It's clear, but is it clear on my face, in my actions, in my demeanor? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Ambassadors Worship Center seeks truth, teaches truth pursues truth. Letter I. Ambassador's Worship Center is in your face. And I know there's more than just a few of you that understand what I'm saying. Uh, let's turn to Genesis 32 and start at verse 24. And Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. And when the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and Jacob's thigh was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you declare a blessing upon me. The man asked him, what is your name? This is where it gets really good. And in shock of realization, whispering, he said, Jacob, which means supplanter, schemer, trickster, swindler. He confronted himself. He confronted his true nature, which is about the hardest thing to do. And he, the man, said, your name shall be called no more Jacob, Jacob supplanter, but Israel, contender with God. For you have contended and have power with God 
and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, tell me, I pray you, what is your name? But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And the angel of God declared a blessing on Jacob there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, the face of God, saying, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is spared and not snatched away. You know, a few weeks ago, Pastor Martin said, Ambassador's Worship Center is the mirror that shows you who you really are. Even when you don't want to know. Ambassador's Worship Center is in your face. And I've got news for you. Your comfort level is going to be stretched. And pummeled and twisted and pinched and pounded. Yeah. Because at Ambassadors Worship Center, we are here so that you will discover yourself, develop yourself, and then be deployed. There's some gentle coddling and all these kind words, but at some point in time, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I can guarantee it. Yeah. All the way from the pastor's study to your study. Yeah. It's going to happen. You're going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be some days you're going to walk out the front door and go, oh, my gosh. I don't think I can come back. I'm hurting. I, I feel like I've been, like, cut open. Yes, yes, yes. All of that junk for all of these years that you've shoved down, every bad relationship, every wrong decision, all of that stuff, and you're like, I'm doing fine, I'm doing fine. Guess what? Oh, yeah. Guess what? There's a day that God ordained for you. For you. There's a day that God says, honey, you're strong enough to dump this. Sir, it's time to let it go. You have got to understand that's our mission. We have to be in your face so that you can be in the face of God. And that his face is in your face. It's time to heal. And this is the place to do it. Yeah. This is, this is the hospital. It's the rehab center. It's the gym. It's the track. It's the Olympics. This is the place. Mm-hmm. 
And guess what? We're in your face not only so that you can discover you. There's a higher purpose. You know, remember Joseph sold from the pit that his brothers threw him in to Potiphar, betrayed, goes to prison. From the prison, interprets dreams, and then finally gets noticed and then goes to be in Pharaoh's right-hand man. Yeah, God was in Joseph's face for a lot of years. A lot of years. It didn't just happen like that. You know, we want our, we want to be healed instantly. Presto, microwave. Not going to happen. Because it took you a long time to get where you're at. But you know what? In all of those years, like 17 total, I think, for Joseph, he was discovering and developing that purpose that God put in him, that God showed him as a young teenager before he even got thrown in the pit. He's doing all of that, not giving up on God because he trusted that God would deploy him. And towards the end of the book of Genesis, in uh, chapter 50, verse 20, it says, Joseph's talking to his brothers, and he said, you thought evil against me. But God meant it for good to bring about that many people should be kept alive as they are this day. Yeah. You think it's just for you? There's a nation waiting for you. A nation. Each one of us has a nation that we're to be bringing God's word to, that we represent his truth to. We have a job to do. And I'm sorry, but it's time to come out of the COVID coma. Mask, no mask, this, that, I don't give a rip. It's time to wake up. I'm saying that to myself as much as I am to anybody else. I want you to know that. It's time for me to wake up. I've got a job to do. I'm responsible for people. I'm saying to you, if you're visiting, if you are, if you tune in and tune out and, oh, I don't have... I've got a cup of coffee here. Let me turn this on or whatever you're doing. I'm saying, stay here. Plug in. Understand and pursue your life in the kingdom and become who you were meant to be. And then turn around and help the next person. Ambassador's Worship Center has... Obviously, open arms. Now, I know if you've just started coming since COVID, we can't do our famous hugging legally. 
until some of us get in the parking lot. But I didn't say it. Let's turn to Galatians 5, verses 13 to 15. In the Passion Translation. Beloved ones, God has called us to live a life of freedom. But don't view this wonderful freedom as an excuse to set up a base of operations in the natural realm. Constantly love each other and be committed to serve one another. For all the law can be summarized in one grand statement. Demonstrate love to your neighbor even as you care for and love yourself. Do you know what? When you come up to the front door, there's no credentials required to come in. There's no preferential seating in the purple chairs. If you had your last meal on the street, come on in. If you're divorced, come on in. If you have several children and you've never been married, come on in. If you spent last weekend in jail or you drank your last meal, come on in. You know what? All your stuff, it doesn't intimidate us. It doesn't scare us. It doesn't shock us. Because a lot of us have been right where you are. But we know who the keeper of our heart is. We know who has our history and our future. We know who's promised us and what he's promised us. And we'd love to share that with you. Obviously, open arms. Now, for the planted in ones, I do want to go to verse 15 here. Just as a reminder, and I'm not snipping at anybody because I haven't noticed any of this, but let's just remember, if you continue to criticize and come against each other over minor issues, you're acting like wild beasts trying to destroy one another. And the footnote says, biting and devouring critical attitudes that will destroy the fellowship. Sila. Mm -hmm. How do you build community? You demonstrate love. You reach outside of yourself because it's not all about you. Be a covenant care person without the title. You see it all the time. I see it, I, I mean, I can go through and name names of people that I see constantly reaching out to young and old. Enoch sitting here. I watch him with the kids all the time. Amazing. I see Gwen and Dwayne Holmes all the time. Stacy Rawlings, Nicole Benson, Annette Foster. I mean, I can go on and on and on. The people that are, they're quietly out there showing God's love to anybody and everybody that they come across, demonstrating truth, walking in integrity, always looking to what God says. 
we're, we, we're loaded with those folks. We truly are. Obviously open arms. Let's turn to Genesis 46, verses 31 to 34. Can you tell I've spent the year studying Genesis? <laughs> Joseph to his brothers and father's household. Because obviously open arms comes with some other stuff too. Uh, he says, I will go up and tell Pharaoh and say to him, my brothers and my father's household have come to me, and the men are shepherds, and they have brought their flocks and their herds. When Pharaoh calls you and says, what is your occupation? You shall say, your servant's occupation has been as keepers of livestock. In order that you may live in the land of Goshen, for every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. You know, community many times comes with insider information and protection and provision and abundance. You just never know who you're talking to in here and what door, what window may be open to you. Joseph, pit, prison, palace, here he is. Is that for his glory? Oh, no. He's got his entire family during the drought coming into Egypt because they've got to have some food. So he's like, okay, come on up here. And when you get here, here's what we're going to do so that you can still say, stay separated, that you won't be integrated into Egypt and their culture. We're going to say that you're shepherds and you can take care of all the livestock. And here you go in the land of Goshen. Now, even Pharaoh called Goshen the best land. Goshen means a place of comfort and plenty, a land of preservation. That's what God had set apart for them. So, then when the people of Egypt ran out of money in year two of the famine, what do you think they had to exchange for grain? Livestock. Where do you think that livestock went? Goshen. Insider information. You don't know what's around the next corner. You don't know what's going to happen next month, next year, tomorrow. But God does. And he's setting you up because you've got connections Trust him. He'll show you the way. And the last letter is N. Ambassador's Worship Center needs you. We need you. The harvest is huge and ripe. We attend. We give. We serve. We do family right. It's time to get back on your post or it's time to discover where your post is. But guess what? You need Ambassador's Worship Center. Pastor mentioned that uh, something about becoming, 90 days to developing habits. Let's commit to becoming Ambassador's Worship Center. 
let's commit to seek God with our whole heart and lean not on our own understanding.